Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Virtue Signal. I'm Bill Whittle with my friend and colleague, Alfonso Rachel. And uh, Zoe, uh, you saw Fight Club, didn't you? The classic movie? Um, not supposed to talk about Fight Club. <laughs> well, well, well played. Uh, so here's, here's uh, something I thought might be an interesting uh, conversation uh, starter. So Fight Club is, is, has just premiered in um, China. And at the very end of Fight Club, spoiler alert, Tyler Durden has planted explosives and the entire city comes down. Skyscrapers just start coming down and it's the absolute end of orderly rule and the beginning of anarchy. And that's what this whole thing is about, kind of insanity and anarchy and taking action and all the rest of it. So it is an extremely anti-authoritarian ending because here's this one lunatic, basically. He's blown up the entire society. Well, apparently, uh, the Chinese authorities felt the same way. And so, and so uh, they, uh, they made a, a slight little edit to the, uh, to the, end, <laughs> to the end of Fight Club. And here's, here's what they did. There's a scene where, as I said, where all the skyscrapers are about to fall down, and, and there's... Tyler Durden and this girl are in there holding hands. And then just when the first of the explosions would go off, they now tell me how, how artful this is. Uh, they cut to a title card. Okay, they just cut to a title card. And this is what the title card says. Through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. After the trial, Tyler was sent to a lunatic asylum receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. <laughs> well, it wraps that up nicely, doesn't it? We've sat through 90 minutes or something of, of plus of this movie. And then just at the absolute, uh, as we say in the trade, denouement. Nope. Here's a card. Everything turned out just great. So here's what I, I'm interested about in this. And that is, the, this word's been weaponized, but it's kind of the fragility, you know, mm. of totalitarianism, the fragility of it, the, the, the fact that, that no one is allowed to laugh at you, no one's allowed to make jokes at you, no one's allowed to threaten you, you have to suppress this, suppress that. We're getting that here uh, as well. And I've always been so struck by how, not only how weak that is, but how weak that appears. This is pathetic, you know? Mm. It really is. Are you really that worried after showing this entire movie that, that this is going to generate some kind of reaction in their citizens? Yes, they are. And they should be. They should be. Mm. So here we are in this open society where everybody's throwing all these names around and stuff. But, but the thing about totalitarianism and censorship, which, which again we're seeing here, is it to me it's a sign of unbelievable weakness of your position that you have to silence everybody else and make sure that everybody is on the same page. Man, that, that ending sounds kind of anticlimactic for real. You think? <laughs> he turned out, oh, they saved the police, saved everything. Don't worry, the situation's under control. He was taken to a psychiatric hospital and released in 2012 with a couple of scars. 
right here. Now, now China's got a big market, you know, for American movies, and, and American movie industry is dependent on China and whether they get funding or whether they are able to tap into their market. And China, you know, and, and it's funny how China can put these kind of stipulations on it and make an attractive market for American uh, movie makers. But it's like China's like this, like, look, yeah, uh, we'll help you fund and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll help fund you. And uh, we will also help you tap into our market. But we're not going to allow you to play those movies that's messing up your country over there. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> it's like we see the formula. You go ahead. That's, you screw that's exactly right. That's how they do it. Right. And but, you know, but concerning the fragility, though, man, I hear you. It's like, are you guys that afraid? Are you because it's um? let me say this really quick. I think, uh, and I've, I've mentioned this before, when we talk about fear and we talk about, especially in conservative culture that is, is usually says that our government should fear us. You know, uh, uh, the, the government should, uh, uh, we have freedom when the government fears the people. Yep. Here's the problem with that though. When you have a faction that fears you, the natural reaction to that is for them to either control you or eliminate you. That's what you do to threats. That is a natural human inclination. That's a that's a natural organic uh, uh, reaction. If you're afraid of it, you are either going to try to control it or destroy it. So what do we expect our government to do? We're telling the government you're supposed to fear us. Government's going to be like, OK, well, we'll control you or destroy you. So we have to in China. That's kind of the way it is. Now, you have a government that is so afraid of it. I mean, you know, in studying, you know, uh, martial arts, you learn about the history of what China does to people that they see as threats, like how they would burn the Shaolin temples and stuff like that. They would go and destroy these these militias that would be forming. And speaking of which, my, my instructor, you know, because, man, I was all about Fight Club when I first saw it. Right. And uh, I wanted my instructor to see it because you know, I was all about the fighting and, and whatnot. And I showed it to my instructor and my instructor was basically he came back the next day and basically was like, what the hell did you show me? He's like, is this what you got out of what I was teaching you? <laughs> and and um, now he understood, I guess, the whole reset aspect of it and and. And using the martial arts to seek enlightenment and stuff like that. But remember, my instructor was also the one who said this stuff ain't going to mean anything to you unless you have the Lord. If you don't have the Lord, you are just going to be a person who is seeking to brawl. You're going to fight for the wrong reasons. Your 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 uh, your your pursuits are not going to be noble. So but at any rate, in China, this this country that boasts and you want to talk about uh, geocentric. The name China, Zhongguo, means center of the earth. Yeah, that's you know, right. The Middle this, Kingdom. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And in this country where that has this boastfulness of who they are, are afraid to let their people have this free thought and examine things for themselves. But in a, in a way, I kind of understand because in America, we have this free thought and we're supposed to celebrate this this free um redress of grievances, our freedom of speech and whatnot. But at the same time, you know, it's like the founder said, hey, if you don't have this foundation, man, if you don't have, and I hate to use the word religious, but they're talking about Christ-centered. If you don't have this Christ-centered foundation, you're going to lose this republic. And a lot of the approach that's taken with, you know, these creative liberties uh, and and, the, and inundating our culture with these ideas through creative medium has has done a lot of poisoning to our republic. Yeah, and you know, it really does make you want to say, "What are you, China? What are you so worried about?" 
you you are constantly thumping your chest and telling everybody that you're the future. And a lot of Americans believe that. A lot of Americans, a lot of people around the world, are, yeah, China's the next big thing. And so, on. if you're the next big thing, then then why do you have to cut that final, you know, twenty seconds out of a movie? What is it about it that scares you so much? This is the this is why I don't fear China. Mm. I I worry about them. And I'm not saying that everything's swell and they can't do any damage. They they have done per, incredible amounts of damage. They continue to do incredible amounts of damage. They're going to do more damage in the future. No question. But I don't actually fear them in an existential way because I don't think that a society that cannot watch the final frames of a movie is going to ever have the, the mental freedom to put things together in a new kind of way, which is which is what world leadership in technology is. Again, I'm not, I don't have my head in the sand about this. I understand that they're, that they're, that they're well, they graduate more engineers every year than we do students. Our kids can't even read. I get all of that. I really do. But this kind of thing actually reassures me. If it turned out that China was welcoming criticism and, and, and all of this dynamicism and, and letting its people talk to each other, now that would actually be something I'd be really genuinely worried about, especially as those activities are, are suppressed here as we're facing more and more. It's a weird kind of censorship. It's not, we're going to take you out and shoot you censorship. It's like, we'll, we'll take you out and destroy your reputation. Uh, censorship but but I, I was just so struck by that just how weak it is how how weak and how and how how I guess this is where I'm trying to go with this not only how how weak it makes China look to me but it makes me wonder if they realize how bad this is in terms of this self-image that they spend so much time and money trying to groom. Indeed, man. Self-image, man. I, I, that, that's that's a good that's a good phrase to go with, you know, because um, in self in that self-image, I reckon they want to defend that self-image. And one of the things that you know my instructor told you know me, and I and I, I refer to my instructor a lot because I was I was instructed in Chinese boxing. So in a lot of that culture, you know, uh, that was something that was a, a big part of a, a big part of the uh, the curriculum. And um, you know, when we talk about self-defense. You it, he he really took it literally. It's not just self-defense as in defending yourself against other people or, or some sort of external opposition, but it is defending yourself from yourself. Self-defense. You have to know how to defend yourself, defend yourself in mind, body, defend your immune system, all these things. You're defending your 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 system uh, altogether. And with, with China, you know, when they're talking about defending their self-image, once again, like I said, if you really don't have a solid moral compass, even your self-defense can be corrupted. It can be perverted. Uh, it can become more toxic. You can be more toxic to yourself trying to do all these things to defend yourself, including your image, because their defense of their image, of course, is rooted in pride. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, so even when something like a, a movie like this, where you're going to cut out that last frame, because why you are you afraid that um, that your culture is is um, going to go with the idea that we need to bring down the whole establishment, whatever this establishment is, the establishment is the establishment of commerce or government or uh, or anything in between. All this needs to be brought down and reset, um, you know, whereas China is like, well, we're not going to have that. And the way that we're going to do this is by the method of a heavy hand mm -hmm. rather than 
you know, where, whereas with us, we have the freedom. On, on, and I think at this point, there's still enough of it in play where we haven't done that, where we haven't just made a full charge of just exp- exploding things to get what it is that we want. There has to be some sort of diplomatic discourse or some compelling narrative in the culture, counter narrative that we're supposed to be say, hey, uh, and, and, and to, to uh, if I if I may really quick um, uh, reflect on a, a piece that you had just done, you know, in uh, in the uh, stratosphere lounge where you're talking about uh, Cerebus, um, you know, this 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 trifecta, this, this trifecta hound uh, of government, the press and uh, and uh, the so-called free market, you know, or big business and how, yeah. how it's being used. Um, these things right now have not been taken control of in the free market. There's been a lot of complacency and whatnot. These things that we're supposed to have the freedoms to be able to check have now grown into its own monster, a a, a three-headed hellhound, if you will. Um, So that's supposed to be something that we're supposed to have the power to, 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 to maintain. And it makes it look like, dang, China, did you have the right approach? Because you've got control over your people, whereas we're supposed to have the moral fortitude based in, you know, based in something really solid and eternal to check the market, the press and the government and be able to scruff that three headed dog. You know what I'm saying? Scruff that three headed dog and say, hey, no, you're not doing this and rub their nose in it and say, now get back to the business of governing with the authority that you've been blessed with and do it right. You know, just like I said about Moses, Hey Moses, you got the law, man, but that law is looking back at you too. Cause it's written on both sides of the tablet. You know, if I was uh, president, I, I understand enough about this um, mimetic war, this war of ideas. I just love to have been at a press conference and somebody says, oh, Mr. President, did you hear that China cut the, uh, the final scene out of um, Fight Club and replace it with a, hey, everything's okay, government's in control kind of thing. What's your opinion on that? And I would have just paused for a minute and I would have gone, what you afraid of? What are you so afraid of, you chickens? You know, just mocking them. I think that you can probably look at this two ways. First of all, just to hammer this last point home, the reason that China took that scene out was they didn't want the people getting any ideas. Mm-hmm. We don't want them getting any big ideas. And my entire point is, is that the future belongs to people who get big ideas. You can't shut down that aspect of, of discussion and intercourse and, 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 and argument. You can't shut that down and still have this reactor that produces all this stuff. You, you pick one. So, so there's that. I, I think another thing here is kind of to what you were talking about. You know, there's, there's, there's two ways you can save your kid from drowning. You can either lobby that every single body of water has a, you know, eight foot high chain link fence and security cameras, lifeguards everywhere on every pond, on every stream. You can, you can, you know, put them in a, in, in a life jacket when they go to school and all, all of this, or you could teach them how to swim, right? That's, that's the two ways you can you can accomplish that goal. You can either you can either increase the capability of the person you're worried about, or you can try to get all potential threats off the table. That's what China's doing. But we have the confidence to just say, hey, you know, we, we attack ourselves all the time, to say the least. To, I mean, 
this whole channel, this whole show is criticism of, of you know, when we do things wrong as a country, we try, try to get some in there when we do it right. But, but I think what I was reminded of, Zoe, is like on a, on, almost like on a gut level, if, if, if ideas that you don't like are a virus, China's attitude is to lock everybody down, put everybody in masks, weld the door shut, and don't let anybody out. Our attitude should be, all right, let's let this, let's let this virus just run through the population and, and it'll do some damage, yes, but we have immunity and this will strengthen our immune system against the next little virus that comes along. And, and this, this two different ways of seeing the entire world, locking it out versus no, let it roll, man. You know, I could take it. it it's, not that, it's not that these ideas don't do damage. And speaking of China, an uh, example I always used uh, for years and years and years was in 1964, they made a movie called The Manchurian Candidate with um, Frank Sinatra. And this whole idea of brainwashing was really pretty new in 1964. The idea that you could psychologically condition somebody to do something. So in The Manchurian Candidate, the Chinese uh, psychologically conditioned this former prisoner of war to, to kill the president and the big investigation. So they remade the movie in 2007 with Denzel Washington, but this time it's not the Chinese government that's doing the brainwashing to set up the assassination. It's the Manchurian Corporation, a group of American businessmen. And when that happened, I realized, hey, look at that. We have made ourselves the villains in a story that was about communist red Chinese brainwashing it's a good story, but now we've made ourselves into the villains. And I think that's I think that's damaging to us, but we did it. And and I I have always been not just amazed and surprised, but actually deeply contemptful of uh of people that take the, the we've got to build a capsule around this so that nothing can get in and hurt us. I've always found that to be insane, number one, and number two, cowardly. I'm a much bigger fan of saying, yeah, just take the hits and toughen up, and take another hit and toughen up. I just think it's a, a much better way to go through life. I think it's more effective to protect the values of your society, and, and I think it's certainly a lot more fun. Yeah, man, and, and Lincoln himself said that, hey, if, uh, you know, if America's going to go down, it's most likely going to be because of, of factions from the inside, you know, rather than externally, you know, to, to, to paraphrase. And, um, you know, when movies like that come out, it would be good if it, if it was a little bit more specific, because it's not like those things aren't true in America. There are people, are factions from the inside uh, that are trying to bring America down, but they're of a certain mindset. And those mindsets usually tend to lean to the left. And I'm not trying to make it so much about Republican or Democrat, because in, in, with the Democrats, the thing is, that's just how they're wired. Their, 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 their mentality is wired to be at, uh, in rebellion against the Constitution. That's just what the Constitution speaks of. Them. It was, it, they're it's, control freaks. Yeah, it's like the Constitution speaks of rebellion. It speaks of rebe the rebellious. And, uh, um, and these people need to be warned about. Um, that's who the, just who the Democrats are. Now, Republicans, I'm not trying to say the Republicans are perfect, but in principle, it's more friendly to the Constitution and the Word of God, but you're unfortunately going to have deviance. But innately, Republicans is going to be the friendliest in terms of what the, uh, of what the Constitution is. That, and I say that because, when we have these movies 
that just want to generalize America having these evil corporations and factions like, yeah, man, yeah, that exists. But be a little bit more specific about who it is, you know, Um, but unfortunately, they don't do that. I guess if they want to get funding for those movies, they ain't going to do that. Um, And it would be nice if we had a counter narrative, a creative narrative to be able to do that. You know, it's funny, like because China, with the competitive spirit that they have, you know, I mean, basically competing against other nations, uh, they don't allow that spirit so much to flourish, you know, as we see if they're cutting things out of movies and stuff like that. But in America, we do have that competitive spirit that we're able to freely um, exercise and, and do those things with. And it would be great if we had another side of that narrative that was just because we're always saying, especially in the conservative circle, we're always saying, well, competition breeds excellence. Competition breeds excellence. But the ones who are taking the most advantage of competition concerning the culture is liberals themselves. They take more advantage of competition, the free market, and they're using the free market to eliminate the free market. Yeah. Where are we, you know, competing in these mediums? Because if we don't, man, we can end up being just like China because that's what they're doing here. We're being silenced more and more to where the government is going to have the say so on what we can create. We're products of it right now. We don't have permission from the state to go ahead and create the way that we want to do and bring our content to the people that we're trying to do. So we're getting a little taste of now. We're, we're among we're among the first uh, on the front lines in this culture war, you know, who are, who are being casualties of it. And hopefully, you know, we can be, uh, you know, let out of the stockades, you know, and back on the scene. Well, um, we'll deal with that in, in the second show that we do this week called uh, Compliance. Uh, but just to wrap this up, I think for me, uh, Zoe mentioned earlier that that American studios will do things like this. I mean, ultimately, it's like, what does that say? I I can't even say the word integrity in Hollywood in the same sentence, really, (laughs) without having to just do what I just did, just to say, you would think that that the people that sold this movie to China would have the integrity to say, no, you don't get to do that. If if you're going to do that, Mm -hmm. you know. Hollywood for 20 years now has been not only uh, needing China's market, but depending on it. And certainly there's a loop there. There's no question that China not only has veto power and censorship power over the movies that Hollywood will make in terms of, well, we don't like that, so you're going to take it out of the movie or else you don't get our market. As the American movie market continues to shrink because the politics get more and more woke, the studios in Hollywood become more and more dependent on overseas uh, revenue, which for the sake of the argument is China. So they're actually in a little feedback loop of failure because what's happened, if I look back over the last 10 years or so, what I see is uh, China putting money into Hollywood to make anti-American movies. Americans, by and large, are not going to see those movies. So those movies are not doing well without the Chinese dollars and the Chinese audience that comes in. So in a weird sort of way, the logical end of this is that China will pay Hollywood to make movies that only China would like. That's really where we're headed. Mm. And that should be a source of, of real comfort to you. It's a source of comfort to me. If we were buying this stuff, I'd be really worried. But they're not. So we're, I'm not. That'll do it for this edition of the Virtue Signal made possible by the members at BillWhittle.com. We've been teasing, uh, releasing this thing that Zoe and I have been working on for months now. been teasing it forever. COVID knocked five weeks, I guess, out of that. But uh, I would say keep your eyes open because we're going to show you something really, really, really different in the next uh, 
couple of days. So um, looking forward to hearing from all of you on that one. Until next week, for Alfonso, Rachel, and Bill Whittle, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Virtue City.